0: All right, welcome in Hawk Ritz Podcast, episode 110. I'm Travis Stradon, with me as always, Spencer Maddox. We are going to kick you guys to our episode shortly, but first, got to tell you about Coach's Corner in Savannah, the number one sports bar in Savannah is Coach's Corner at 3016 East Victory Drive. Coaches and owner John Henderson have been doing it up since 1991. They got daily lunch specials Monday through Friday, um, obviously drink specials, seven days a week, uh, concerts all the time, live concerts. You can find information, menu, menu items, hours, and upcoming concerts at www.coaches.net. Call ahead your order at 912-352-2933 or visit them on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Check out the other shows on the Coaches Corner Sports Network as well, including Carl DeMasi on Wednesday nights, Saturday mornings, Uh, We got Brandon Bain, our guy, Brandon Bain, doing the NASCAR show on Wednesday nights. Uh, You find that at at 6 p.m. Also on the Coach's Corner Facebook page, Wednesday nights. Uh, And then the other podcast is Who is on First Base Baseball podcast with Carl DeMasi and Kyle Lawson. So check out all those shows. Check out Coach's Corner. Go watch the Bravos. Go watch the NBA playoffs up there and tell them the Hot Crits podcast sent you. All right, let's get after it for a hundred and tenth time, hot rats
1: podcast. Ain't nobody goes, oh, This your boy can't kind of believed in aliens i don't know if i believe in flying saucers
0: ain't nobody gonna rip like you might as well just walk up yeah. to keep it while he's on his lunch break
1: Cranking you know crank his heat or something yeah a little baby right <laughs> here. we'll see that we're almost uh three minutes into our sports podcast and yet to bring up not one sport <laughs>
0: Okay, Spencer, 110th episode. Uh, got a lot to talk about today, but you're just getting back from a vacation. Um, are you back in the vacation mode that you were last year where you're just vacationing every
1: other weekend? Well, it, it wasn't really my choice. Like, I didn't schedule this one. This was the bachelor party, and then I just, like, decided to make a stop, I guess, to Atlanta, see the Braves. Right. How was the I bachelor played? party? Bachelor party was good, man. Played some golf, hung out, played. Uh, up in north carolina somewhere it was the middle of nowhere that was wild um so like i didn't i obviously that wouldn't be my first choice i'm more of a a bar guy i guess on bachelor parties but that was cool um you know did some stuff there and then played cherokee dude unreal golf course in atlanta had caddies the whole nine yards i'm extremely sore. I,
0: i saw your snapchat from let's see when was it what was it sunday you played in atlanta at cherokee
1: yeah, Masters someday.
0: And I saw that, dude. I saw that you had a caddy, and or or else you just had an old black man playing golf with you. I figured it was a caddy because he was dressed in a caddy outfit. Um, yeah, that was the caddy, dude. That's how you know you're playing on a different type of course. If you yeah. have to have a caddy.
1: Yeah, and if I didn't, if I wasn't playing with a guy that was paying my guest fee, I wouldn't have been able to afford it to play there either. Like I, I couldn't afford it. It was wild, dude. Wow, Unreal and that's, course.
0: that's saying something for you, too.
1: Yeah, really. I mean, it's not like I'm hurting for money. It's just like I could never justify spending that amount of money oh, on golf. No, it was dude, wild.
0: Dude, they spell your name, your first name, with the money sign at the front of it. Forget that.
1: <laughs> it's the money sign. Um, spending money, bags, so. dude.
0: All right, well, before we talk sports here on our sports podcast, uh, I got to circle back to one thing. Where would you have your bachelor party if you could pick it?
1: Ooh, I'm a Fort Lauderdale guy, dude. Miami, Whoa. give me the nightlife. Give me the golf courses, but give me the nightlife. You know what I mean. But maybe you don't go Miami because it's a little expensive for everybody. Fort Lauderdale, that's probably what I would do. You know, I don't care how nice the hotel or wherever it is we're staying because we're never going to be there. That's uh, well, that's yeah, my dude, vibe. I'm
0: I'm always for spending money like on on things that like I'll remember, not like on a nice hotel or like a nice a nice like fancy dinner. I'd rather like right. spend money on like. You know, like experiences or stuff, or like going to do something. You know right. what I mean?
1: So I, I, I'm of the mind that we live in Savannah. So if I'm going on vacation, if I'm not going to like a destination city like New York to take your girl, you know what I mean. I'm going <laughs> west or I'm going south, and that's it. Those are my vacation destinations. There's, there's no going north to me.
0: All right, but folks. Well, you me. heard it, you heard it here first. You know what directions yeah. Spencer Maddox likes to go in. So take him there. Absolutely. Um, the Braves, dude, should we fire Brian Snicker? Is it too early to fire, <laughs> fire Brian Snicker?
1: Where are we 2 and 3? Uh, yeah. Two A lot three. of baseball, dude. A lot
0: well, of baseball. Still well, it's still
1: early. It's still early. And yeah, we're going to be early. saying that for the next six months. It's still early.
0: They got one game above I, uh, 500 and then and then they got and then they fell below 500.
1: I will say uh the Matt Olson trade looking pretty good right now, right?
0: Uh, yeah, it is, dude. Yeah. Matt Olson's own base machine. Still early, of course, but Matt Olson has looked fantastic. So, how do you want to do this? You want to? I, I wanted to go through. I don't want to go through the games. You know what right. I mean? Because people don't care about the you know the individual games from a week ago. But I, I look. You want to go through like players, like players that have started hot, players that are struggling, and sort of just yeah see absolutely. who we're concerned about. We got to get some. We got to get some guys going.
1: Absolutely. I'll start with it. Uh, I'm a little concerned about Obby's, Yeah. Um, yeah. Ozzy, excuse me. Okay. So yeah, uh, he's
0: struggling, but you're concerned that it's a long term thing or do you think well, he bounces out of it?
1: It's just, uh, I think he bounces out of it, but it seems like he does this a lot. Like he starts off the year slow and we like really can't afford for Ozzy Obby's to start off this year slow with no Ronald Acuna, in my opinion. Um, so, you'd like to see him get going, like, almost immediately. Uh, but that's that's one that jumps off the page. Both the infield guys. Dansby's not, you know, he's not swinging the bat too great either. All I right.
0: Mean, well, that's my guy. That's my pick. Uh, Dansby okay. Swanson, man. We, we, like, after all, uh, after everything that he did in the playoffs and after, like, after we revived him last season because he was terrible for the first half, he starts this year and strikes out 10 times. In his first 16 at bats in a contract year, and when I drafted him on my fantasy baseball team? Yeah,
1: that's the main thing you're mad about. That's what I was about to say.
0: Well, maybe that's part of it. But I like the strikeouts uh, are
1: tough, dude. And correct me if I'm wrong, Dansby's always been kind of a a high strikeout guy. No?
0: Well, I mean, yeah, for like, I wouldn't consider him like a high contact guy.
1: Yeah. He certainly right, so, shouldn't
0: be striking out. He shouldn't be like leading anybody's team in strikeouts. That's for
1: sure. No. like your shortstop should never be leading the team in strikeouts. It's just not how that works. So <laughs> yeah. That's that's tough to stomach, dude. Um Dansby's been abysmal. I, I would put Ozzy as like right there behind him in my mind, just because you expect Ozzy to be a star on the team, maybe not the star, but a star. Dansby's more of a role player, especially offensively. So you can stomach that, I guess. But uh, yeah, I, I, Aussie's been tough, man. They've both been tough.
0: Yeah. So to your point, though, Swanson last year, month of April, hit 189 in April, um, hit 216 in, or hit 290 in May, then 216 in June, um, turned it on in August. Or July and August hitting 290 and 320. So yeah, I mean he has started slow in the past, but for me since he's in a contract, was that Ozzy
1: or Dansby? No, that that was Dansby. Did I say Ozzy? Okay, yeah. Or I don't know. I was thinking Ozzy.
0: All good, all good. So Dansby, Dansby, like striking out. The only part of it that worries me is that he is in a contract year, and so if it lingers, the slow start lingers into May. You know what I mean? Like say if he's right you know, if he's hitting 150 through his first 100 ABs, then we could like be looking at a real, real problem because he's going to press if he's got a contract coming up. Um, and the Braves can't afford did. that. The Braves can't afford that either. They can't afford for Swanson not to be good, uh, even though he's at the bottom of the lineup. Um, well, so what do you think about some of these lineup decisions though? I know a lot of people have – had takes on whether Albies should be batting second or Matt Olsen should be batting second um, and kind of what Snicker has done there. Do you have any takes on that? I really don't.
1: No. I mean, it's proven that it like doesn't really matter. Right. But it's interesting. Uh, he's, he's never really had the DH like this, like every game. So I think there's, there's going to be some feeling it out. You know what I mean? I'd like to see Olson batting fourth though, like just to jump out to some leads. Like, I don't know. It's weird to me th- to have Olsen. He did that with Freddie last year, batting in the two slot. Um, so I guess he's trying that same thing with Olsen. But
0: guys, yeah, he's always, batting he's like this. Lefty, he's always been a lefty-righty guy. Snicker has. I mean, some managers don't care about rotating lefty-righty throughout the lineup. But I, I know. I, I mean, he said it in the past. Like he, that's why he put Freeman there in the two hole. Um, you know, right behind right.
1: Acuna. Like, but these guys have hit in the same order basically their entire lives, like a lot of them, or at least their professional lives. And it's weird to see Matt Olsen in the two slot when he's been, you know, hitting in the four for the past, what, four years? I don't know, yeah. dude. You don't want to do anything to these guys, to their psyche, to like, you know, mess them up or get them out of a groove. Just put them where they, they want to be or like they're supposed to be and leave it at that. Don't get creative with it.
0: Um. All right, well, let's stay with the offense then. Do you think – I'm looking at the lineup for tonight. Spencer, we're recording this on Tuesday afternoon. Orlando Arcia is your Atlanta Braves designated hitter for a Major League Baseball game tonight. Guillermo Heredia is your starting right fielder uh, for the defending world champion professional baseball team. That's
1: That's crazy. How how did we wind up here?
0: How did we get here?
1: (laughs) That's tough. And that's why that's why I brought like literally just last episode. That's why I brought up like Drew Waters. You've still got another prospect. Like a loaded gun. You could have either one brought him up or made a move for another outfielder. Why do we have to wait 2 months into the season to fix a, a glaring hole? You know what I mean? Like they knew Acuña wasn't going to be there to start the season. Why didn't they fix that? Am I uh, crazy?
0: Can I can I break some news to you? Yes. Uh, This was Tuesday morning. The Braves have placed uh, Drew Waters on the injured list at Triple A Gwinnett with a hamstring injury after Waters went two for four with a home run, a steal, a walk, and two strikeouts in two games.
1: Well, there that goes. (laughs) (laughs) Probably could have traded him, though, no? (laughs) Probably could have traded him, though, no? Before the
0: season? You wanted to call him up three minutes ago, and now you want to trade him. I said,
1: I said, trade him as well. Like e- either one of those things. But why do we have these no-name guys playing for the defending world champion? How is that possible?
0: Yeah. I don't know tape. how they got here. I really don't. And like Dickerson, uh, yeah, I mean, he's not going to be a long-term fix there. I think you're going to see what happened last year happen this year. They're going to see what happens while Ronald Acuna is on the shelf, and. But if this keeps up, they're going to make a move for you know a lower level veteran, probably somebody on a one year deal, because they still have that $10 million in cap space um to play with. But uh well, okay. Well
1: it's ahead. immediately evident to me though, they're not just one bat short, like yet again. Like inserting Ronnie isn't gonna make they're not gonna be like a World Series contender. They're gonna be another bat short, like like you said, like a low level veteran guy.
0: Yeah, but it's still early.
1: It is very early. It's very early. It's still early. Uh what about the
0: pitching? Ian Anderson got his tits ripped. Uh Waskar, you know got his tits ripped. Only went two innings, two plus innings. Um he's only got two pitches.
1: I will say yeah, this. That was tough can, to watch yesterday.
0: Can I give you uh oh yeah, you were in the building.
1: Yeah, that was that was tough to watch. It was a snooze fest, dude.
0: Yeah, but you got a replica ring, didn't you?
1: I did. That was sick. There's there's I'm I'm thinking about selling mine. Hit me up if you, wow. want, if you want. $500, you make... firm.
0: Okay, $500?
1: Yeah. O-B-O. Well, that's my asking price.
0: $500 or best offer.
1: No, 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 firm. $500, firm. No, or best offer.
0: Oh, you, you'll, you'll never get that much.
1: Well, we'll see. That's my price. It's not just... Here's the thing, dude. It's not just a replica ring. It's Spencer's replica ring. Spencer so there's Alex's an added layer of ring. value there. 500 firm.
0: all right all right well you guys know how to reach him at spencermatics underscore on twitter
1: isn't it crazy how like not a story uh azuna has been like it's just nobody's talking about it
0: are you talking about the fact that he beat up his girlfriend or or that he's hitting well
1: uh, that
0: he beat up his girlfriend he's hitting okay like pretty decently right i think he's hitting the ball really well i mean like his numbers are are are, like solid they're nothing to like write home about but I think he looks back to being Marcelo Azuna. You know? I mean, right. him and, and young, him and young handsome Babe Ruth and Matt Olson, no problems here. Like I don't have any problems yeah. with what those guys are doing.
1: Absolutely, but it's just like there, there was more chatter in the uh, stadium yesterday about Azuna than I've heard in weeks. Like I haven't heard anything in the media about it. I haven't heard any like Braves personalities talking about it. It's just like something like, okay, he's gonna play. It's accepted. It's over with. Whatever. And then well, what,
0: what do you want them to talk about? Do you want to talk about it?
1: No, I just like, I just assumed there would be some kind of outrage. And like, like me and you both said, this guy will never play for the Braves again. It's over with. That's yeah, not hand true. Hand up
0: on that one. Hand up on that. That's one. not
1: true. And there's no like bad PR. So like, I don't know, dude, maybe this is the formula. Just sit him out for a year and then bring him right back. If anything bad like this happens.
0: What were the people, people in the stands saying about it? What, what did you hear?
1: Uh, like a lot of people were making jokes about backhands and stuff. You know, some some explicit stuff, uh-huh. tasteless ballpark jokes. Like, that's not funny. You know, yeah. Um, but there was there was some chatter in the crowd, and that's the most I've heard about it. I thought I thought that was, uh, you know, shocking. I had honestly forgotten it was a thing until I heard that. Really? Shows how short our memories are.
0: Yeah, well, like, I mean, I definitely haven't forgotten about it, but I'm I'm just not one of those people that's going to – like, if the Braves and Major League Baseball were willing to accept him back, that's good enough for me. Like, I, I don't care if guys are good dudes or not, but, like, I definitely understand anybody that doesn't want to root for Marcelo Zuner or doesn't want the Braves to sign him. Like, I think that's a perfectly reasonable opinion. Um, I just don't think that the Braves – well, I think we can – say definitively, the Braves don't really care about that as long as he's legally okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's clearly what it is. You
0: know who has an excellent mustache? Spencer Strider. Who's that? Spencer Strider.
1: Spencer Strider. Namesake guy. Love it. He pitched
0: last night um, against the Nats. I think gave up a run um, and three walks, three strikeouts. But uh, when the Braves lost opening night, he looked dynamite. Threw like nine straight fastballs. Um, plus he has world-class lip furniture. Uh, I think the Braves have a good picture with him. Um, but there's been some talk since, you know, I got lit up on Monday night that is Strider, the guy, the next guy that would take, you spot in the rotation. And I, I'm like super hesitant about that. I don't not still early, you know what I mean? Still early. So I like, I don't want to be bouncing guys in and out of the four and five spot of the rotation. Like they did with Sean Newcomb, like they did with Tuki Tucson. Like they've done right. with other guys in the past. Let's like, this is a guy that was going to be, on you know, unquestionably on the National League All Star team last year if he wouldn't have punched a, a bench in, in New York. Um, I should say bench, B E N C H,
1: not punch a bitch. Definitely well, not that. Punched a bench well, in New York. Like, yes, he was pitching well to start last year, but that was a really small sample size. You know what I mean? So it's hard to project that that would have kept going. And that you could say unquestionably that he would have been on that roster. You know what I mean? I mean he had the talent for sure, but like you said, he has two pitches. And uh, uh, for instance, that guy like Rodriguez last year. Uh, well, I forget his first name because he's gone immediately. Uh, but he was pitching really well, like in the middle portion of the year. And we're like, did we find our bullpen guys? Like, is this it? And yeah, he's not even on the about, playoff roster. Come playoff yeah, you know about what Dick I mean? Rod. Dick Rod, yeah, that's his. That's his name. Yeah.
0: Man, he I forgot all about
1: that. So, gotta love, gotta love a name like Dick Rod, though.
0: I think we we'll, we are not worried about Max Freed. Is that right? I mean, he also historically a slow starter, um, but I, I don't think it's almost like last year when Freddie Freeman started slow. We can't, we cannot not allow ourselves to worry about Max Freed because if he yeah. goes badly all year, then the whole like everything is going to go poorly. You know what I mean? We have to pencil yeah. him in to be the clear number one.
1: Um, I think Chuck Morton looks like he's pretty much all the way back. Right. Um, I I, I think Max is going to turn around, dude. He's gotta, they gotta
0: look, they have a really easy schedule here in the early going moving forward. Uh, I think they'll go to LA and San Diego next week, but that's their only West coast trip of the first half. And they also like, they avoid basically all cold weather games. They avoid any bad weather. Um, they need to make sure that they pad this thing up pretty nicely, especially when they play teams like the Nationals. The Nationals are so bad. They're so yeah. bad, and they got like 16 hits off the Braves on Monday night.
1: That's uh that's a staple of the Braves in the early going, dude, is losing to like teams that they definitely should beat, and it's always so frustrating. But um
0: all right, what else from the Bravos? Anything else? So did we decide on Brian Snicker? Is he keeping his job this week?
1: He's keeping his job this week. His okay. seat is heating up, though, right?
0: Yeah, like like you know how a seat warmer has like three levels. Yeah, he's on one. He's on yeah. He's just like just a toasty bun.
1: We're gonna. Here's the thing, dude. Even if the Braves are thirty games over five hundred, we're gonna keep this Brian Snicker like hot seat watch going all year, just like we do the the hawk ceiling.
0: Well, you know what it is, dude. We have to keep the we have to hold them accountable.
1: Exactly. So that's our that's a new segment that's a new weekly segment Brian Snicker hot seat watch right now we're setting it at a level one out of three all right
0: let's talk Hawks but before we do the number one real estate agent in the world John Carr realtor our guy um Spencer guess what he wins January realtor of the year at seaport he wins February's realtor of the year at seaport guess what this man did in March
1: he wins March realtor of the year or realtor of the month wow way to butcher it guy realtor of the month of course he does
0: do you want me to set it back up for you
1: yeah set it back up for me
0: okay 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 so he won realtor of the month in january he won realtor of the month month in february and then he won realtor of the month in march did i just mess it up
1: you did we're oh no to cut out.
0: <laughs> oh no no we're not cutting this out <laughs> sick. 912-228-0916. That's how you reach John Carr. If you want to buy or sell real estate, 912-228-0916. John Carr, killing it over there at Seaport Real Estate. He's our guy. Tell him we sent you and he'll hook it up for you. You can also find him at 7505 Waters Avenue. Also on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Johnny Carr, give him a call today. 912-228- Zero nine one six. Spencer, the Atlanta Hawks are in the NBA Play-In Tournament Wednesday nights. While you were in Atlanta, I thought that I was going to have to record a solo episode and then send it out on Tuesday. So I had you record a little hype clip uh, for the Hawks fans that listen to the show or to the program, um, and, and you did it from the back of an Atlanta Uber on the way to the Braves game. Uh, this is so good, dude. Let's listen to this.
1: All right, I'm checking in here. I'm on my way to Truist to see the Braves play the Nationals. Uh, We're in an Uber. But I had to check in for the Hawks listeners, um, because, you know, we got a big game tomorrow, man. It's more important than the one I'm going to. Uh, Unfortunately, I won't be there, but I've already said my prayers uh, while I was in the area code. I know everybody's a little worried about LaMelo. He's rangy. He's a point guard. That's kind of our biggest weakness. And I know our best perimeter defender is like a tourist driving around Atlanta without a fucking GPS, they're lost. But I think DeAndre is gonna come out tomorrow and have a good game. In 600 feet, turn left to stay on the North Parkway. And Trey is best with his back against the wall. Hawks fans, we gotta believe. We gotta believe. It's one and done from here on out, baby, and that's where we do it best. Let's go, Hawks!
0: <laughs> there it is, in all of all of its glory, with the soundtrack in the back from the Uber. Uh, you sound like you are extremely hungover. You sound like you, think, <laughs> you sound like you think the Hornets are going to win. Um, and I'll give you the floor, dude. Are, are you? Is this Hawks team going to go all the way? I can't even keep a all straight right. face when I say it.
1: So I was extremely hungover. Um, first and foremost, I still am. I just came back from a bachelor trip. You know what I mean? You heard that brutal ad read. So that's oh, the man. state I'm in. That's the state I was reads. in. Um, Yeah, I I was – my gut feeling still says the Hornets win. Like the analyst in me, dude, I like when I look at it, all right. Hawks have the best player on the floor, bar none. That's like unquestioned. I don't think anybody would make the argument that LaMelo is better than Trey at this point. Um, these teams are like super similar in that their best player is a point guard. They score a billion points and they give up a billion points. Uh, but then it all starts to, you know, it that the, the similarity is basically in there. You know what I mean? Um, Charlotte does not have a real, like, legitimate paint threat like Mason Plumlee is not a guy that's going to scare you. Uh, like a decent player for sure, but he's not a guy that scares you, and he's not like the best rim protector in the world. So the Hawks have a major advantage there as well, in my opinion. Um, as well, They just do everything a little bit better than the Hornets. Like they're a, a little bit better defensive team. They're probably a little bit better offense. So the sum of it, I, I really do like the Hawks as you know an analyst or as a better. But as a Hawks fan that's watched this team, Pretty much every game. This is, of course, a game they're gonna lose. You know what I mean? Like PJ Washington is just gonna eat him for lunch, dude. Of course they're gonna lose. But I, I don't know. That.
0: I think they're gonna win.
1: <sighs> yeah, I like I said. Analyst me believes they're gonna win. I think they're the better team. Um, I'm just like gearing up for the heartbreak, I guess, because I'm so used to it. Bucks
0: favored by four and a half points um, out of Las Vegas. It is Hawks minus 190 money line, Hornets plus 160. Over under 236, uh, looks like 74% of wagers have been wagered on Atlanta minus 4.5.
1: So it'll probably stay right there. Um and we well, still don't know. We still don't know if John Collins is playing you.
0: Okay, so that's what I was gonna ask you. I think like if John Collins is he do you think that they know right now on Tuesday afternoon whether he's
1: playing? I think they know. Yeah, they're, okay, they're going so
0: Let me ask you this. If they beat the Hornets or when they beat the Hornets um, and they're going to play the Cavs because the Cavs are going to beat the Nets, uh, when they play the Cavs, do you think that John Collins will play then if he doesn't play Wednesday night? Does that make sense? Like if, if he's going to play in the first one, like if to no, have imagine- a choice, like, you know what I mean? Like if he if you could have him 100% for the second playing game, but you don't know if you're going to be there.
1: I'd imagine if he's not playing tomorrow, that all this, like them not ruling him out is literally just mind games to attempt to make them game plan for John Collins. Like, I think that's it point blank. And he wouldn't be playing against the Cavaliers. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he really is like a, a true game time decision. Um, but it's a finger issue, you know what I mean? That's what's holding him back at this point. Like he's running, he's doing he's doing all that, so his leg's fine. It's the finger issue that's really been bugging him, and he can't shoot clearly with it on. So uh, I think they know. Um, I think there's a good chance he plays, man. I really do, but we'll see. I'd rather have no John Collins than like 75% John Collins because that that player is just not a good player. He wasn't at the end. He was like hurting the team. Does so, Trey
0: Young have to outplay Lamelo Ball in order for the Hawks to? Can the Hawks win if Lamelo Ball outplays Trey Young?
1: Um, it just. Uh, no, I think I think the Hornets would probably win if. Lamello I think the outplays. yeah,
0: I think the winner of that matchup, and like I think, you know, if you're watching the game and you're smart enough to know that doesn't mean who has the most points. Like if Trey Young right. shoots it 40 times, like he's probably gonna have more points, but just whoever has the better game out of those two, I think. And if it's a wash, I still would lean towards the Hawks. Um, right. I just would always give Trey Young – like if we were to believe the Hawks had this together all along and that they've been here before and they're battle-tested with this same group of guys, then this is the type of game where that kind of thing has to show up. If they lose to the Hornets in the play-in game, then clearly the culture thing – is not something you can lean on. You know what I mean? Like you can't right. go back and be like, oh, we made the Eastern Conference Finals with this same group. Well, yeah, but then you got bounced by the Hornets with the same group.
1: Yeah. No, if if they lose this game, there's gonna be some changes in the offseason. Like then I think they're necessary anyway, but there will 110% be some kind of major change in the offseason. Uh, you can you can book that. I'll guarantee it for you. Um <sighs> I I, I want to go back and say I think the Hawks could win. Like if Trey has, let's say, less than 20 points, but the other guys are shooting the ball really well and he's like getting to the paint and dishing, they can still win that way. They've done it before. Um, like go back to when Durant hung like 55 or 56 points on us. We still won. Granted, Trey had 36 of his own. We still won and we're able to pull that out. Uh, Just because the shooting, I mean, we put up like 140 points or something like that. So the Hawks can win that way. Ideally, though, you'd like to see them just run them out of the business, run them out of the building, like make a statement, move on to what I'm assuming would be a matchup with the Cavs in Cleveland. Um, One thing I did want to point out, dude, the Hawks are like legitimately a borderline elite team at home, Um, like nearly the same record as the Heat the heat at home so they do have that going for them but the hornets are a winning team on the road as well so Ooh. yeah they're 21 and 20 on the road so roughly 500 but that is an advantage hawks i would think um i don't know man it's tough i looked up and down the roster and like i think gallinari is going to be a big x factor as well man like if he can get oh going
0: my god
1: I know you hate the guy, but if he can get going in that second I don't unit, hate there's him. Not,
0: he's a bad player. But I don't hate he's him.
1: Not, he's clearly not. He's the, he's a bad basketball player. He's the sixth or seventh, you know, player off the bench. Well, he's probably going to be starting tomorrow, but the sixth or seventh most important player on the Hawks, I would guess. And uh, in terms of oh, minutes, so, you're
0: saying that he's a good player because he's the sixth or seventh best player on the ninth place team.
1: Well, he's a six or seventh minutes guy. Dude, he's ancient, and he, he moves ancient, but he can still shoot over people. He's thanks, dude. He's not a bad player. He's very good, and every team in the NBA would take him if they could. So not my team, not, not like, the Celtics. Not the Celtics. Yes, they would. They would, no. They would. no, no, yes, they would. no,
0: no, not on yes. my watch.
1: No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway, can I finish my thought? Yeah, go ahead. As I was saying, if he can get going, there's not really anybody that's like well equipped to guard him. Um and if you put a center on him, like Mason Plumley, Capella's just gonna eat them alive on the boards. So that's a matchup to watch. Um that'll be really interesting. And uh I, I do think I do think the Hawks are gonna out rebound them like significantly. That would be one thing I'm pretty sure on. Um I'm nervous as hell though, dude. Like I really am just as like a Hawks fan, super, super nervous about this one.
0: Where do you plan on watching it? Wednesday night, by the way, Wednesday night, 7 p.m. ESPN uh, at the farm. There's going to be 17,000 in that bitch in the farm. Giving LaMelo hell. Where are you going to watch it?
1: Our GM's out of town, so I'm going to be running the show at work, but I'll be watching it. I know how you get when
0: the Hawks are on and you're at work, bro. I know those TVs are not going to be on the Braves. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, no shot dude there was during the final four i had i snuck one tv onto the hawks and people kept asking me to change it and i was like oh the the owner is a big hawks fan can't do it
0: <laughs> that's a great move just blame it on the owner like or if you have to write anything on a note and put it anywhere on the bar just put like dash owner at yeah. the bottom like <laughs> like it came from him that's a staple dude that's a staple Uh, ESPN's Basketball Power Index gives the Hawks a 69% chance to win. Um, So that's nice. So that's nice. Uh, Trey Young, Spencer, your boy, um, will probably finish in the top 25 of the MVP voting this year. Um, He is the first player ever to lead the NCAA in points and assists and then turn around and lead the NBA in points and assists. So that's crazy. Did you know this, Spencer? If he gets selected to one of the first three all-NBA teams, which I – look, he had better be on one of the three all-NBA teams.
1: I think that's going to happen, right? It should. uh, A lot of people are trying to leave him off their ballots. All right, let me tell you this.
0: If he's left off of that team, if he's left off of – I would guess it would be third team. If he's left off, period – then I will join your bandwagon and I will get on board and say that Trey Young is massively, massively underrated and that the media hates him and they're out to get him and that everyone hates him and they don't understand. So I'll be on your side on that. If he gets selected though, Spencer, $32 million comes his way because of an incentive in his contract. Um, If he's an all pro and plays X number of games, he's already reached the games like threshold. So now all he needs to do is be selected to one of those all pro teams. That's a big, big deal. So if he's not Isn't that selected, crazy, that's not, that not
1: sports writers decide if Trey young gets $30 million over the next five years. sports writers. Well, the technically,
0: technically Trey young and his agent decided that when they put it in the contract.
1: No, that's, that's a standard on these super contracts. Like that's, that's pretty standard. To unlock it, you have to be well. Then you that have is to hit crazy. an all NBA team. Well, so, then that is crazy. It's nuts, and that was that was agreed upon in the last CBA. It makes no sense. It never did. It especially doesn't now. And dude, he, he should be second team all NBA. Nobody Wait a second. Is more, Wait a second. That was
0: agreed on in the CBA. Yes. Okay, which was headed up on the player side by who? Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Who is likely the main. I would think Chris Paul would be the only one that could keep Trey Young off of the third team, right?
1: As a guard, um, I
0: mean, because Chris Paul was injured for for so long in, in the second half. I mean, not for that long, for a month. I'd have to
1: but see that, all that the names in front of me. That would be radical
0: if if it was Chris Paul, like, or Trey Young, and, and people were picking Chris Paul. I mean, he's clearly like a much like a, he, the media clearly loves Chris Paul. I think a lot of them, yeah would
1: vote for him yeah. over Trey Young. And is is there Trey Young's just a better basketball player than Chris Paul at this point? Like it's not particularly close. He's a game-breaker. And there's no shot that any of those bros should be on Trey above Trey Young on an all NBA list. And it's it's a joke how they did the positioning this year. Um but I mean, let me get off my soapbox on that, dude. It there's no way a sports writer should be deciding that Trey Young gets $30 million. It's just it's just ridiculous.
0: Sports writers, important people.
1: Sure. Big J journalists.
0: Important life decisions. Um, all right. Well, we'll move off of the Hawks. Go Hawks. Go watch them at Coach's Corner uh, Wednesday night. Hopefully, they beat the Hornets. And then I believe, what is it, f- Friday that they would play? Or is it Thursday that they would play uh, the winner of the Cavs and Nets who play Tuesday night?
1: Um, pretty sure friday pretty, pretty sure friday but i also thought the play in game was today or yeah today so don't listen to what i have to say on scheduling dude
0: so yeah so and then the series would start sunday in miami um or yeah in miami versus miami i believe it would be in miami um on sunday for game 1 of the eastern conference playoffs first round do you so did i hear you correctly you think the cavs are going to beat the nets
1: no opposite
0: you think the Nets are going to be the Cavs?
1: Yes. And then the Hawks would play the Cavs for the eighth seed.
0: Oh, okay. I see what I see what you're saying. Man, I really need the Hawks. I mean, I really need the Cavs to beat the Nets because I don't want, as a Celtics fan, I don't want any part of playing the Nets.
1: No. And what is shitty draw for, you know, I would assume the – so Boston's the two seed.
0: Well, did you see what Milwaukee did on the final day of the year? Milwaukee no. just sat all of their players, dude. Not like, not like sat Giannis. They sat. They had to bring in guys like G League guys. Whoa. Yeah, dude. What's his name? Uh, oh, that's Giannis right. Is, the
1: Cavs beat them.
0: Yeah, Giannis' brother got like he played like forty-four minutes.
1: Right, and if if the Bucs had beat the Cavs, listen to this. If the Bucs had beat the Cavs, it would be the Hawks and the Nets playing tomorrow. Wow. Yeah. How shitty is that? Miami's said, the one seed,
0: Boston's the two seed, the Bucks because they lost that game, three seed, Philadelphia the four seed. Um, so yeah, it should be exciting, dude. Yeah, I guess the NBA has gotten what it wanted. I think this play in tournament has been a success so far, right? Does it matter. it doesn't matter if these games are good or not?
1: No, it's extremely like anxiety inducing, and I guess that's the point of sports. You know what I mean?
0: Well, yeah, and in a normal, if there are only eight teams made the playoffs, the, like everyone in the Hawks fan base, the entire market would be done with the NBA because the Hawks wouldn't be in it. But then, yeah. now they keep, you know, they keep you around for another That's true. 48 hours at least. I don't know the Atlanta and Charlotte markets are like giant, giant draws for the NBA, but I mean, they're certainly like middle of the pack at least.
1: Yeah, Atlanta, Atlanta I would at least consider a big market. Charlotte's a small market though. That's not middle of the pack.
0: So if Trey Young beats, if, if he has to play in Brooklyn in a winner take all game, and he beats the Nets in Brooklyn, he basically just becomes the mayor of New York.
1: Yeah, he's right up there with Jay Z, Biggie, you know, all those guys. He owns New York at that point. The
0: Prep Sports Report has been delivering local sports news one way or another for 20-plus years. Where can you find stories and information about the most outstanding student-athletes in the Savannah area? PrepSportsReport.com. That's where. Led by our guy Carl DeMasi, and former area sports reporter, Stephen Weeks, the Prep Sports Report is a reimagined website that wants to celebrate young men and women who are setting the high school sports standard in Savannah and surrounding areas. Go check out PrepSportsReport.com today. Go like Prep Sports Report on Facebook and follow them on Twitter at Prep S A V. PrepSportsReport.com, your number one source for local Savannah High School sports news. All right, I want to tell you guys about a new sponsor we have for the Hot Grits Podcast. It's Avalu Hemp Shop. Savannah's newest hemp shop at 106 West Gwinnett Street. Open seven days a week. Avalu Hemp is Georgia-grown, Georgia-owned, started in Gainesville. Uh, I know the owners pretty well. Henry and Michael and and those guys have come down from Gainesville and opened their hemp shop by Forsyth Park. You can find it at 106 West Gwinnett Street, seven days a week, at Savannah on Instagram. That's A-V-A-L-O-O savannah on instagram Avalu has georgia grown hemp products including cbd delta 8 gummies edibles flower even dog treats i've tried some of those gummies and they are no joke so check them out Avalu hemp shop 106 west Gwinnett street and at Avalu savannah on instagram uh, if you go tell them the hawkerets podcast sent you and they will hook it up for you avaloo savannah savannah's newest hemp shop Did you watch any of the Masters? Of course I did. How boring was it, dude? It was basically just a practice tournament. The the tournament really wasn't important going into it, and we said that. It didn't matter. Like, I didn't care if Tiger Woods played or not. I mean, this tournament was not that – are you laughing? Yeah. Oh. Can I finish my take? Go ahead. The Masters is not really that big of a golf tournament, and not like a lot of people don't even really care about it. So I don't see what the big deal was, is the Scheffler character one. And the Tiger shot 14 over. It was a solid 14 over, okay? It was a solid 14 over. And he's got plenty well, Tyler, of time.
1: Tiger, Tiger got jobbed, dude. That's, that's my take. Tiger got jobbed. It was rigged. I thought so, too. I thought so, too. Yeah, the refs.
0: The refs. Uh, Scotty Scheffler using an illegal ball. Um, also just widening the hole every time he plays. That guy's unreal, really? dude. Like um to win the ma- to win a major tournament as the betting favorite is so rare. I mean, I know that sounds stupid, but yeah. for for him to be the most picked person, like everyone in the media was picking him. And then they were like right the whole time. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to pick Scotty Scheffler because I felt like it was like so
1: obvious. You know what I mean? So yeah. I was coming up with all these crazy picks. I don't know. It was a hell of
0: a performance.
1: Justin Thomas did well, thank God, because I would have looked really stupid if he didn't. Pretty much everybody else I picked to do well did not do well.
0: Um, Yeah, I had Cam Smith. He fucked me on Sunday. Woo, boy. That didn't look great. Uh, I had Joaquin Neiman. I had Tiger Woods. uh, (laughs) I had Tiger Woods plus 400 to make the top 10. That didn't work. Brian Harmon didn't make the cut. What else is new?
1: Tiger did make the cut though, dude. And that was our bar. Like it was a miraculous comeback. So still a miraculous comeback. The guy made the cut.
0: Yeah. Well, I want to wrap up, but let's, I, I, let me ask you about that real quick because I want to see what you think. Cause I, this is one of those takes where I'm willing to be convinced. I need to, I need to figure out what side I'm on. Um, after the masters tournament, like, Non-golf fans, non-Tiger Woods fans, I think a lot of the sentiment was, how inspiring was that? How awesome was that? Um, like someone asked me yesterday on Monday, they are like, did you see Tiger this weekend? How awesome was that? And I literally said, I go, fuck you. Because I thought that they were clowning me because of how bad Tiger Woods did. And they were like, no, he, he went out and played four rounds. How crazy awesome is that? And I thought about it for a second. I was like, oh, damn, I didn't even like, I forgot about that. Like I didn't even think about it. So like, should Tiger Woods fans be stoked this week? I well, can't yeah, get behind dude. that. I don't know, dude. I can't yeah. get behind that.
1: Well, I, I get it because like it's it was so it was like oh man that's remarkable. And then we got locked in on the fact that he was like somewhat in contention. Oh dude,
0: that Thursday putt on sixteen when he drained that on the par three. Uh, yeah, and, and Vern Lundquist on the call. Man, I was juiced. I was like, dude, he's like, there's a good chance he's going to win this tournament. He's probably going to win
1: this yeah. tournament. Yeah. Which, so which I didn't just, care about
0: because it's not that big of a tournament. It's not that big
1: of a deal. It got pushed to the wayside because he was, holy shit, this guy's in contention. Like, he could actually do this, which it turns out, no, he couldn't. But I mean, he's got some more rehab to do, I'm assuming. Like, he's going to get better. He's going to get like a little bit more stamina um, as long as he doesn't have any setbacks. So I think it is remarkable. And I think Tiger Woods isn't done winning tournaments at this point. Like, I, I feel like I can say that comfortably. Like, he's not completely done. There's still something in the bag. He he made a cut, dude.
0: It's incredible. So he's 46 years old. How many more majors will he play? So let's assume that he'll never play in a major where he's not like at least somewhat able to win. Does that make sense? Like, I don't think he'll yeah. ever enter a major where he's like more than like 100 to one. Right. Okay, so how many more majors, four per year, three left this year? How many more will he play in? And he'd have to win three of however many that number is to catch Jack. That's I, I start doing that kind of math. like Until he's 49, that's, that's 12, that's 15 more tournaments between – 15 more majors between now and when he turns 50. Um, he'd have to win three of the next 15. So he has to win one of five.
1: Yeah, I think that dream is gone. Uh, I I hate to be that guy. I think that dream is gone. Maybe – I mean, if he were to win one in his 50s, it's a different conversation. But that gets tough, dude. So, I mean, if he wins one in his 50s – It can't be
0: that tough. Phil Mickelson did it.
1: That's true. But Phil Mickelson also didn't have both of his legs broken and a bad back to start with. Good point. I mean, who knows how that's going to age. All right, he's got to win one after 50 if he wants a chance. He's he's just not going to win three in the next few years. It's just not going to happen. I'd love to eat my words on that, but I don't see it happening.
0: Yeah, I think I'm with you. I don't – I mean, definitely if I was betting, I would bet Jack. But um, – all right, well, before we wrap up, one more. I had one more like hypothetical thing written down about Tiger. Do you, and think about this before you answer, okay? Okay. Do you think – Do you think that Tiger Woods will ever be one of the three honorary starters at Augusta National, a la Arnold Palmer before he died? Now it's Jack Nicola, or or now it's Jack, Gary Player, and Tom Watson. Will Tiger Woods ever be one of those three?
1: Ooh. I want to say, yeah. I want to say, yeah.
0: And see, I'm up in the air about it because, like, when I first started thinking about it, I was like, "Well, of course, Augusta National will ask him and will want him to be an honorary starter, right?"
1: No, I get I get what you're saying. It doesn't seem like a Tiger thing to do, right? But I think,
0: exactly. I but will he like? So will he do it? And also, like, let's just put it out there: Will Tiger Woods still be around when he's as old as they are? Like, if yeah. He, I mean, if he's going at this pace, like it's it's not too far fetched to think. he'll run himself into the ground um that would be such a crazy image to see him like with an old man swing
1: you know i I can't picture it but i want to say yes i mean if he's alive he'll do it for sure i don't want to bet on tiger passing away either but if he's alive he's going to do it
0: and he's definitely not playing on the champions tour like he's not going to be bobbing around on the champions tour like phil mickelson's beach bag But I do think that he'll play in the U.S. Senior Open once he turns 50 because nobody, no human being has ever won every single U.S. Open. That's the U.S. Junior Am, the U.S. Am, the U.S. Open, and the U.S. Senior Open. And he will have completed all of that if he wins the U.S. Senior Open. I think that's something he wants to do because Jack's never done it. And that's all Tiger's about is doing stuff
1: that Jack has never done. I'd love to see that, dude. I'd be tuned in. I'd be betting that.
0: Um, how do they find you on Twitter?
1: Find me on Twitter at Maddox underscore. Don't you dare forget that underscore. Trav, how do they find you?
0: At Jadon Sports for me. Um, at Podcast Grits for the show. The Hot Grits on Instagram. The Hot Grits on Instagram. Rate, follow, subscribe, please, on Spotify. Um, we're on Amazon Music Now, Apple, uh, Facebook. Also, you can play all of the archived episodes on our page there. Um, until episode 111. Stay safe. Wash your hands, you filthy animals. Peace. Savannah's premier indoor baseball training facility, SBPA, is owned and operated by Ross Howard. And together with instructors who have played college and professional baseball, Ross and SBPA offer customized instruction year-round for baseball and softball players. Full-length batting cages, pitching mounds, and a state-of-the-art technology to measure improvement are just a few of the highlights over at the academy. Call Ross at 912-484-5282. And visit the Savannah Baseball Performance Academy on Facebook for programs, teams, camps, and more information about how to take advantage of this great venue. Savannah's only year-round indoor baseball facility. Ross Howard, our guy. Give him a call. 912-484-5282. Commercial and residential electrical services that you can trust. Brady Electric is Savannah's number 1 electrical services for commercial and residentials since 1970. It's family-owned and family-operated. Reach them today at 912-233-1561 or 1104 East 35th Street. Brady Electric that's 2 D's B R A D D Y Five stars on Yelp, five stars on Google Reviews, and Savannah's number one electrical servicer since 1970. Call them today, 912 233 1561.